This episode is brought to you in part by Dr. Tony Evans, author of Kingdom Kindness. Learn how to become a countercultural force by reflecting God's kindness. Find this and other uplifting resources on Amazon.com or wherever books are sold. This is Matt Woodley with PreachingToday.com on Monday Morning Preacher. Thanks for tuning in to this episode in which we explore one facet of preaching and try to grow as proclaimers of God's good news. We preach on this topic every year. And there's not a whole lot new to say about the core story, and I'm talking about the Christmas sermon. And preceding Christmas, a season which uh, many people, and especially more liturgical churches, but even more non-liturgical churches, are celebrating what's called Advent, a season of preparation before Christmas. And so I've preached uh, a good 25 Christmas sermons, and I'm here with our guest host, Matt Erickson, Senior Pastor of Eastbrook Church in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And Matt, it's great to have you with us today. Thanks for letting me be with you, Matt. It's good to be with you again. I've, I've talked to preachers that have preached sometimes 40. And uh, again, there's not a lot of suspense in how the story is going to go and what happens. We are uh, recording this about seven months after a lot of lockdowns in the United States with COVID-19 and the restrictions and realities. And you're also in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, which is uh, one of the most racially segregated cities in our nation. So you've really been in the thick of it, Matt. So my first question for you is just how are you doing as a pastor and as a preacher and as a son of God? How are, how are you doing personally with all this stuff going on? Yeah, I mean, I, I think, it, to be honest, it's been one of the most challenging times of ministry for me. We're a multi-ethnic church here in Milwaukee, and so we have about 27 different nationalities. We're uh, a church that has been around for 40 years, so we've weathered a lot of storms. But I mean, like every pastor or preacher in this time, I mean, this is, these are things that you can't prepare yourself for. And so I've found that for me personally, it's been a, a stretching and challenging season of leadership. It's brought some new challenges to preaching, you know, preaching online versus preaching in person. And then even our church has felt some of these challenges, you know, the political divides, the, the racial justice divides, and navigating through that has just been a new level of challenge. And I've just found myself, you know, pressing in with prayer more than ever before, uh, talking with other pastors and just trying to encourage each other in the midst of these challenging times. I'm growing but it's not without taking a few lumps and, uh, and challenges. So feel your pain and uh, just keep going. Yeah. What is, has this changed anything in your, in your approach to preaching, either just how you prepare or how you deliver or how you, what your message consists of? Has, it, has any, been, any changes with, with these realities we've been going through? Well, I mean, there's the first change I think a lot of us we're dealing with is how do you preach if you're doing this online? How do you record a message to a camera? And, and so that was one level of learning and change and development. And our, our routine and rhythms at our church of how we do that, we pre-record our services right now, but we're switching to a more of a live streaming of our services as we're meeting in person again. So all those kind of technical adjustments in the background are one piece of that. But I think walking through uh, these real challenging times and, and working with my congregation, some who've had family members who have died from COVID, some who have uh, contracted COVID themselves, others who are feeling the pain around the racial tensions, others who are confused by that. Uh, it's really made me 
uh, dig a little bit deeper into uh, how I'm trying to apply the scripture, taking a little bit more time um, with the text. And, and uh, my preaching professor, Michael Quick, used to say, hey, before you uh, write your sermon, uh, take some time to listen, not just to the scripture, of course, but then to listen to the voices of your congregation. He would encourage us to imagine members of our church uh, in the room with us. And what are the questions they're asking of the text? What are the situations they're navigating? And I've just found that that's been an invaluable practice for me to kind of slow myself down. Um, and it's more challenging because there's less people in person mm. for our services. So knowing even what people are going through and how they do that, uh, it's been, it's changed some of that or maybe just made it a little bit deeper for me in my preparation and delivery. Okay. Well, we're coming up to the Advent Christmas season. So, and you're at a church that is not necessarily in the stream of historic liturgical churches, but you've also done a switch in your own pastoral ministry where you make a pretty big deal out of Advent. So let's just start with Advent. What, what is Advent and why did you, why and how did you make a switch to like, we're going to, as a church, we're going to walk through Advent before we get to Christmas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's two things for that. One, growing up, my mom uh, grew up in a misery Synod Lutheran church, so she made a big deal of Advent in our family life growing up, and that shaped the way that I personally approached Advent over my life. I've been a part of liturgical traditions. Now I'm part of a non-denominational church of about 1,500, and so it's a different setting. They have done things with Advent over the the history of the church. And so when I came, uh, we continued to do some things, but I think I took a deeper dive with that probably about five or six years ago as I started doing some study on the liturgical year a little bit more and realized when I was also looking at spiritual formation that a lot of spiritual formation happens slowly over the course of our lives and many times is subconscious, non-cognitive, and repetitive. Mm-hmm. And I realized the liturgical year is one of the most subtle and meaningful ways we are formed around the life of Christ. And so we took some steps forward with Advent, with Lent, and other periods within the liturgical calendar, really seeing them as opportunities for subtle spiritual formation in people's lives. So that shaped the way we approach some of that and devotionals we do as a church. And, and also then, you know, the way that I'm preaching, it shapes the calendar preparation as well as some things I'm trying to do in the preaching moment uh, through spiritual formation. Sure. So you think over the last years when you've been really pressing into Advent, what, tell us your favorite, your one favorite uh, series. What did, what did you do? What was the theme? What were the focus? What was the text? Give us a brief overview of that. Yeah, it's it's funny because uh, the one we did last year in 2019 was called Songs of the Savior. It was really Messianic Psalms. Hmm. Um, the reason I'm saying it's funny is two series for me that I've loved the most are both out of the Psalms. So last year, 2019, these Messianic Psalms, uh, viewing the Psalms on their own terms and then through the lens of Christ as our four Sundays leading up to Christmas, that was, I think, a powerful journey for the church. Um, of, of engaging with Christ through the Psalms. And then uh, several years before that, we actually did a series on the Psalms of Ascent mm. that started before Advent, but the last several Psalms uh, kind of mixed in with Advent. So we changed the tone. It's funny, the series you know, had several weeks before that, but changed its tone as we went into Advent and other things we did in the service. And people really love that, the journey of preparing to draw near uh, that the Psalms of Ascent have, and then the way that that prepares us for Christmas as well. Um, people really seem to love those series. I loved preaching them. I love the Psalms, so it's kind of hard not to love uh, bringing that word during the Advent time. That's an awesome idea, the Psalms of Ascent. Um, so that would be Psalms 120 through 133 or 135? How's What's the exact? Yeah, well, 
Yeah, now you're putting me on the spot, and I'm thinking, uh, what is that one thirty? Okay. It's in that range. And what did you do? Uh, yeah, you remember the four psalms you picked for your messianic? Yeah. Series? Yeah, I actually put it in front of me so I wouldn't forget about it. So sure. we had Psalm 2, uh, Why Do the Nations Rage? Uh, Psalm 22, which we, you would think normally Good Friday, you know, the suffering servant, yeah. but we yeah, tied right. that in. Uh, psalm 110, which is kind of the kingly psalm and the acclamation psalm. And then uh, Psalm 72 with some additional references to Isaiah and Zechariah about the, the king of glory and, and yeah. uh, the one who enters in. And, and it, it was good. It was a good series. So it, it ended up kind of bringing some themes of Holy Week in to Advent, which was a, it was a little bit different for me, but I thought that it worked well as we approached the Psalms, both in preparation for the birth of Christ and receiving Him into our life as King. Okay, that sounds really cool. Do you know what you're going to do this year? Yeah, this year we're going to be in the Gospel of Matthew, and we're starting a really long extended journey through the Gospel of Matthew, kind of a, a mini series with mini series within it. And my hope is to walk through the whole Gospel of Matthew over the course of a year. Uh, but we're going to do in Advent, we're doing uh, a series four weeks all out of the genealogy in Matthew chapter one. So we're going to, it's calling the series tentatively the making of Jesus, but talking about sort of the historical roots of uh, both some of the key uh, men and women figures that are part of Jesus' story, and then also connecting that in with a look at Mary and Joseph in the weeks that lead up to that. Wait a minute. So you're doing four sermons on the genealogy of Jesus, not just one, but four. Yeah, I've always wanted to do that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think the genealogies get a bad rap, right? I, they, do. I, I mean, agree. who wants to preach on the genealogies? And I was looking at it and I thought, man, there's a lot in here. There's more than we're giving it credit for. So, yeah, we'll see how it goes. I've convinced one of my other pastors to do the series with me, and he's pretty excited about it. So uh, I'm looking forward to seeing where this one goes to kind of launch us into then this long journey through the Gospel of Matthew. You know, I think with our people, we get, we get cred. We get cred as preachers when we go into something <laughs> and they go, I don't know how you're going to get anything out of that. And it's not like we're making stuff up because it's – the Word of God is it's inspired. It's, it's every, every word, every chapter. There's, there's a reason for it, and the sovereignty of God, why it's in the Word of God. So I just, yeah, Amen. I, I think, do, you, do people, they, they give you credit. It's like in, um, in diving, in Olympic diving, the, the difficulty, it's not only the dive, <laughs> but it's the difficulty factor of, I think it goes up to four is the highest difficulty factor. So that's, that's like a difficulty factor of 3.9. So anyway, <laughs> we'll I, see, we'll see if it works, Matt, you know, okay. it's one of, you, you do the uh, more difficult dive. We'll see if actually it, it works with uh, helping people engage with the preacher. You like to do something. Sometimes it's a little bit different and, and to look at it from a different angle. And yeah, I'm, I'm excited about it. Okay. You've already done a lot of research on that? Have you already started thinking about it, studying it? I'm getting there. I'm getting there. I've done some initial things and then hoping to get some time away in the next couple of weeks where I can really dig even deeper into okay. it. But the Gospel of Matthew, I've done a number, a lot of study on that. And okay. it's overwhelming to me. There's so much in that Gospel. So I'm looking forward to walking through it slowly over time. Yeah, I mean, just from a literary standpoint, it's just it's just brilliant. I mean, aside from the inspiration, Word of God, it's just an amazing piece of literature um, with the structure, and, and it's just brilliantly put together. So let's talk about uh, Christmas preaching. And I alluded at the beginning of the, the podcast that a lot of preachers talk about Christmas preaching lethargy, you know, or 
just sort of lack of creativity. It's always, a, you know, it's a fun day. It's a high energy day, and there's, but there's also a lot of expectations. You got a lot of new people coming. It's just sort of a different day, Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, depending on where it falls. So there's always this like, what can I say that's going to be interesting and exciting and it's going to connect to my people and they've never heard me say before, but it's going to be faithful to the, the word of God, you know? So um, mm-hmm. how do you deal with that reality? Assuming you have that reality. I do have that reality. I think every preacher probably has that reality. I, I don't, you know, I, obviously we, the standard answer would be say, hey, get creative with familiar texts, right? You know, yeah. read it in a different way. I remember um, hearing a, a sermon that uh, a friend of mine gave where he pretended he was one of the characters. And I was like, well, that's that's uh, really interesting. Uh, it just wouldn't work for me. Um, what I do try to do is, is spend some time thinking, praying, about the text, you know, and and kind of holding like the old preacher line, you know, the newspaper in one hand and the yeah. Bible in the other. Mm-hmm. How do we hear what God's saying about this present time and then maybe think about the text differently uh, than we had in the past? I think it has to be fresh for us or else we're not going to have something fresh to say. And that would be one of the things I'd encourage us as pastors is how do we reapproach text and let the Spirit speak into our lives something new from it? that we've we've probably got some similarities in our time to you know Jesus coming onto the scene you know there's mm-hmm. this instability in the world there's this tension brewing between the Jewish people and the and the occupying Roman forces there's this messianic longing that was rising up so how do we even see the uh, the culture that we're in now in connection, you know, not, not being too simplistic about it, but allowing that to speak into our lives. That's helped me a little bit at different times. I've tried to get in conversations when, with people from our church to understand, hey, what are some of the things hmm. that they're dealing with, struggling with? And that's helped me to read the text maybe sometimes in a different way. And then, like I said, even with the Advent sermons, you know, doing something a little bit different just to force you as a preacher to kind of stretch some muscles that maybe you haven't done before. You know, the genealogies are going to force me to do that. That'll lead up into the way that I preach our Christmas message this year from Matthew. Um, so that's that's helpful for me. I also, I'm a kind of a voracious reader, so I'm always trying to read other things that, that present the Christmas story in a different way. And that's helped me sometimes through the eyes of a poet or the eyes of a novelist to kind of hear these things or reflect on them in different ways. That's been helpful for me. Yeah. Um, do you know what you're going to preach on this year? Do you already know? Do you have a text? Do you have a theme? But, um, it's going to be out of the gospel of Matthew. So okay. it will tie yeah. in uh, yeah. with that text, but, um, but I haven't, I haven't nailed it down yet. You know, right now when we're recording this, I've got a little bit of time. So um, yeah, I'm kind time. of waiting to really formulate how that whole genealogy is, is going to approach. And then the way that we do our Christmas Eve services, the sermon is, is a lot shorter. So I'm usually preaching 10 to 12 minutes. It's got one main point. It's very much to the, to the point. And I expect that people haven't been there before. So I'm trying to do something that even if it connects with our series of Advent, it would be a standalone in people's mind and would capture something that would both touch on a, a longtime believer and someone who's there, maybe even antagonistic to Christianity. Okay. Yeah, I love that. I, I'm a fan of the shorter sermon on Christmas Eve. It's just just too much stuff going on, and um, and you can say you can say a lot right. with one point and twelve, ten, twelve, fifteen minutes. Uh, what would you say was like your your favorite Christmas sermon ever? Yeah, there was personally? a sermon that. 
I did a while back, a few years back, where we were doing a series called What Is God Like? And I just used that question um, for the Christmas Eve service and then went through different conceptions. Uh, there was a survey that came out around that time about different people's perceptions of God, the angry God, the benevolent God, and all these things. So it kind of went through these questions and then turned the corner into how Jesus shows us what God is like. And I, I thought that that flow worked well. We had a, a pretty powerful response to the service that, that time. And I don't take credit for that as the preacher, but I just thought that it, it communicated well, people understanding uh, God in some different ways. Yeah, that's cool. So one more question, Matt, and what advice would you give to preachers about preaching on Advent and Christmas this year? 2020, which has been this year of all years, you know? Yeah. We got an election in between here, too. And that's, who knows what's going to happen with that. So we're going to do another podcast here on preaching on politics, but that's not the topic of this one. But um, especially, so in light of COVID and right of, in light of the uh, racial and political issues in our nation, yeah, what, what advice would you give preaching this year, 2020, Advent and Christmas? And, and let me just make a quick caveat. When, when we say Advent, we're talking about you can still you can do something preparing leading up to Christmas. You don't have to call it Advent. I call it Advent, but uh, but anyway, mm-hmm. it's just a preparatory series getting people ready for Christmas. But anyway, Matt, back to you. What what are you what advice would you give? I mean, I think a couple things that I would say. One is as a preacher, don't uh, skip over the wonder of the incarnation for yourself. Right. Um, You've got to enter into that yourself and not just make it about a task to be completed. I know we all have those moments where it just, we're worn down. We just need to get the sermon written, but I just want to encourage us as preachers to, to enter into that wonder as well. You know, one, one thing that uh, I say again and again to our, our staff here is that our ministry comes out of the overflow of our own life with God. Yeah. And so I think that's true with our preaching too. And so to enter into that wonder of the incarnation ourselves, I think that will help us then be able to, to construct that. I know that's general, but I, I still don't, I don't want us to miss that. Right. Uh, just as believers, as sons and daughters of the King, as preachers. The other thing I think is, obviously, as we're in this time and we're talking about the pandemic and we're talking about pain or confusion that people are feeling, we're talking about the racial tensions, uh, justice issues, uh, truth issues people are wrestling with. Uh, people are talking about the election. You know, we're going to be on the other side of that uh, when we are entering into Advent. So I think as preachers, we need to really sit with where the culture is at and where people are at. And and we're going to feel some of those tensions too. And so in that place of tension, we kind of push through it, try to ignore it. But I think what will make our our Advent and Christmas preaching more powerful is not to ignore it, but to sit with it, to name it, to try to understand what's underneath of it. What are, our, what are people feeling when they walk into that room on the Christmas Eve service or they watch it online? What are people feeling when they come for Advent? What are the longings, you know, yeah. uh, that they're looking to have satisfied? And how does, how does Jesus, you know, not that he's an opiate, you know, like that he's just going to yeah. meet all of our needs, but how does the truth of God and the incarnation connect with those? longings and those areas of need and pain and confusion. What can God speak into people's
people's lives in that place through Christ. I think to really sit with that would be really, really valuable for us as preachers. Yeah, yeah. I like, um, Matt, you've mentioned this a couple times now. It seems to be a theme of yours is just this this sort of like holding intention, the, the Word of God, which is our foundation, our uh, the inspired Word, and yet the particular context of people, faces, names, people we love, people we know, people we want to come to our church, people who may show up. And it's it's a both and, you know, and preaching into that. You know, I was just yes. just on a, a, a Zoom call with a World Relief, um, an organization that resettles refugees. And they are so good. What they said a couple times was, you know, as a pastor who's somebody that feels passionate about immigration, you need to honestly address the fears of people, the fears that people may have about, oh, I don't want to see any new immigrants come in. You know, you have to take those people seriously and you have to acknowledge their fears and address their fears. So I, I just love where you're going with that. That just makes so That's much good sense, advice, you know. Well, Matt, I just I hope you have a great Advent season. Great Christmas. Sounds like a great series. I'd love to see the uh, the fleshed out version of your four part on the uh, the genealogy of Jesus. Do you have the Dale Bruner commentaries? The two part Dale Bruner commentary. I'm familiar with it. Yeah, I don't have it, but I have. I usually end up pulling a bunch of resources together for okay. this time. So that that's on my list actually. So I'm oh, looking forward to he's it. He's awesome. I, that's my favorite uh, Matthew commentary is Bruner. You know, so. that's good. That's good. I'll have to make sure I get a get a handle on that one, Matt. Okay. Thanks for the recommendation. <laughs> He does a great job with the genealogy as well. But, um, yeah, so God's blessing on your uh, your series in Advent. Thanks for being our guest. Yeah, thank you so much for the opportunity, for all that you do to equip us as preachers, and for everybody who's out there. Hey, thanks for listening, and go get them. Thank you. Uh, Matt Woodley with Monday Morning Preacher. I really do pray. We pray that uh, Matt, what Matt was saying about the, the wonder of the incarnation would just wash over you again this Christmas season and just be renewed and be a source of joy and wonder and mystery and intrigue and excitement and good news for the world. So uh, enjoy your Advent and Christmas preaching. <laughs>